Hey friend, this is Shelby, host of the Resilient Podcast. I believe that every woman should have what she needs to feel confident. Each experience looks different, but that doesn't mean we have to be alone. What if as women, we came together and had real conversations that strengthened each other to go deeper with God and go further in life? I don't know about you, but that's what I'm here for. Let's do this together. Hi guys, welcome back to the Resilient Podcast. I am here uh, with Juliana Bevere, and um, we are super excited to connect with you today. Uh, We're going to be talking today about motherhood, and uh, for those of you who don't know Julie, she has been on the podcast before, um, but she is... Um, a friend of ours, we've connected through ministry, uh, but she is one of the co-founders of uh, Sons and Daughters TV, and her and her husband have been in ministry for a while. And uh, yeah, you just have such good perspective on many different things, and I've enjoyed just all of my conversations I've had with you, Julie. And so we're going to be speaking into motherhood today and kind of the vision behind motherhood and that call, like the idea of motherhood being more of a call on your life than just like something that you're thrown into and just managing and stuff. And so, Julie, we're so excited to have you uh, back with us today. Yeah, thank you, Shelby. Yeah, I'd love to have you share just a little bit about yourself um, for anyone that doesn't know you, maybe about, um, yeah, your husband, your marriage, your kids, maybe start there. Yeah, so Addison and I will have been married 12 years this fall, and our oldest will turn 11 right before a month before our um, anniversary. So wow. we we had a one month old at our one year anniversary. That's so crazy. Yeah, we jumped in pretty quick and definitely wasn't the plan. But mm-hmm. clearly, you know, God had a different plan. And mm-hmm. so we, we got married and we're pregnant two months later. And it I don't know. We just knew we wanted to go ahead and have all of our kids since it had been started. And so then (laughs) I can't quite remember why now, but when our youngest was nine months old, we started trying for our second. Oh, wow. So right, right again, right after that. Right away. And we got pregnant immediately. (laughs) (laughs) So I was still nursing and pregnant with our second. Yeah. Wow. it It was bizarre. (laughs) and and I was 20 years old yeah you were young for those of you who didn't hear our previous podcast we had her on she talked about marriage um and getting married young and so you were married at 18 right or 19 19. yeah 19 and had our first at 20 and then we had our second and then waited a little while because two under two was like so intense yeah took a little bit of a breather gathering yourselves and really, we wanted to be done. We were like, After we have two. one boy. Yeah, we had one boy, one girl. We were this adorable family, like yeah. super young mom and dad. Totally. And I just wanted to be done. Like I, motherhood was nothing what I expected it to be. And mm. it was like, God, I, I don't know what I did. Clearly, I can't undo it, but <laughs> if this could be the finish line, that would be awesome. Yeah. Because it, it was very hard to be thrust into the trenches of toddler and baby and mm-hmm. myself feeling like I hadn't really grown up. Yeah. Um, 
all at once. It was like I was drowning. Well, who is it? Jim Gaffigan says, having five kids is like you're drowning and someone hands you a baby. That was me. Like I had two kids and it was just a lot, a lot. And, mm-hmm. but you know, God met, met me there. Mm-hmm. He really helped me see that this was my training ground. This mm-hmm. was like life had not passed me by. Mm-hmm. This was a good life. And it took a lot of convincing. I would Mm. see my friends. I would see people I went to high school with and people living lifestyles that I, I didn't want in the least, but that looked appealing to me because they were different than what I was living. Like they were discovering themselves and finding out who they were. Meanwhile, I was just having to play this part because that's what was expected of me. Mm -hmm. And thinking the real Julie, the real person I was meant to be was getting buried under diapers and onesies and mm-hmm. nursing and bottles. And all the while, I feel like what God was really doing was sparing me. He was sparing me a lot of confusion, a lot of waste, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So what helped you? Because then you you have four kids. So you had two more later on. So what helped you um, even get through that process and, and like discover God's purpose for you in that, and then decide to have more kids. So much of it was a partnership with my husband, Addison, Mm -hmm. where, you know, neither of us ever really, I wanted to be done, but I never really believed I was done at Mm -hmm. two. Yeah. My desire to be done came more from, feeling like I didn't have control of my life and like what I needed was control when ultimately like we're never really in control of our life. It's just fake control. (laughs) Yeah. Like people who think they are like, Oh, it's an illusion. (laughs) Yeah. God, God will move you through that. I promise. Um, So I was holding very tight to this idea that I was missing out and it just caused a lot of heartache and some also some very destructive habits in my life Mm -hmm. because I was so, um, I wouldn't say I was depressed, but I was very down about the monotony of the day in and day out because it is when, when children are young, it is a lot of the same thing over and over again is one way you could look at it. And that is the way I was choosing to look at it. And it was like I was digging a pit for myself. Mm. And so then in that, um, what kind of shift of focus did you have? And what was like, or I guess, what do you see as motherhood now on like the other view that like you've chosen to take? How do you view motherhood? And how do you even feel like God views motherhood in that? Yeah, it was, it was a maturing with God. It was an, giving God an opportunity to come into those spaces. Um, simple things shall be like being consistent with my quiet time, mm-hmm. letting that be the way that I started my day as opposed to hopping online or watching a show. Because that's what I would do is I would binge watch shows mm-hmm. just because then I wasn't alone. I yeah. wasn't alone at my house with these two babies waiting yeah. for my husband to get home. Like I had uh-huh. these shows and I was watching. Um, and being both, entertained like, and like kind yes. of tuning out your emotions. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. And just numbing myself yeah. to the life that I was given. And so a huge shift was seeing this life as a gift, as a mm-hmm. choice, not something that had been like a burden that had just been laid on top of me, that it was now you know, I was just going to trudge through the rest of my life day in and day out, making it work. It was something that had been given to me. And so much of that was just maturing. I was young and so, so selfish. And that is part of the beauty of motherhood is the way that it requires you to be selfless. Because I loved my kids. I loved these babies. They Mm -hmm. meant the world to me. But I had to get over this idea that they were stealing something from me. Mm-hmm. Nothing was being stolen from me. Yeah. So much of that perception came from comparison. Believing someone else's life was better than mine. Someone else's life was more exciting than mine, was more spontaneous than mine. When the yeah. reality is, I was living a beautiful life if I only had eyes to see it that way. Yeah. And what would you say about like, cause you even mentioned somewhat of your identity, um, in that, uh, what would you say, like, how were you able to grab hold of your identity again, when you felt like it was slipping away from you, how were you gra- able to grab hold of like either God's vision of your identity or like how you should see yourself in motherhood? It's kind of funny. I feel like it's been this long journey that almost takes me in a circle. Mm. where I despised motherhood for what I thought it was stealing from me. And as my kids got a little bit older and some opportunities came up for me to do things outside of the home, outside of just motherhood, um, and great value was placed upon that in my life. But stepping out and stepping away from the day in, day out monotony helped me see it for what it really was. Helped mm. me see it as this this place that only I could fill. And I'm big on like I'm an Enneagram four, so I'm big on feeling like unique yeah. and an individual. Yes. And so God really was able to show me through that, like this is only yours and this is only now. Because I don't care how many times you hear it. It is so true that this goes so fast. And so the season your kids are in right now are only for right now. Mm -hmm. It's never going to come back around. And I, I'm sure you have too. you know, older moms who will come up to you and will talk to you and it'll be like, there's such a sadness in their eyes when they look at your small kids and they look at you with them and it's like, hold them tight. Because this is going to go. This is going to yeah. pass. Yeah. And I can't help but hear some regret in those mm-hmm. words mm-hmm. At, at different times from different people. And yeah. it's good. Like, it's, it's sobering where you recognize, like, wow, this opportunity, even this day with this child at this stage will not come back around. Yeah. And so... I was given opportunity outside of the house and now, and even like during this COVID season, Mm -hmm. some kind of a major shift has happened inside of me where there is such an awareness of my kids and just 
the place that I have and the place that I have right now that I won't always have. Yeah. And, and what is that place specifically? Yeah. Of establishing who I am as their mother. Mm. And I think as mothers, we, we depict a facet of God that is so unique and so beautiful in the formation of these tiny humans entrusted to us. Mm-hmm. And it's not all on us. And we're going to make so, so, so many mistakes. Yeah. But also recognizing that there's the nurturing quality that is so much like the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. where we come alongside these children in a way where we're able to partner with God and partner with who they are now, but also who they're going to be and who they're destined to be and the life that's ahead of them. And I think if we as a culture will place more value on that season, where Mm. the women who embrace that season fully, you are not missing out on anything. You are not going to you know, your kids aren't going to grow and you're going to be lost. There's going to be nothing left for you because you're growing all through that entire process. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's almost like a, like a bubble inside of a bubble. Yeah. Like you're a part of their formation, but even your participation partnered with God, partnered with Holy Spirit in their formation is your own formation. Like mm-hmm. nothing is wasted. Yeah. In the kingdom. Really good. Yeah. No, that's really that's a really good image even and I love that piece about being like the Holy Spirit cuz that's how I feel as a mom. Like that I've never heard that analogy, but it is it's like the, some of the characteristics were a reflection of God. I be, I believe you're right that the Holy Spirit is reflected into mothers and how they mm-hmm. uh, parent their children, how they nurture and comfort and uh help them grow and push them forward. That's so much the Holy Spirit's role has been that for my life. And I'm seeing that even now with my daughter, Esther. Um, yeah, that's such a good good picture of that. And I would say that we do have a culture that doesn't have as high a value for motherhood anymore. And uh, for women, there's a lot of this pressure um, that we should go outside the home, that we should uh, not lose ourselves, or we should make sure to pursue your own career or all these other things and motherhood kind of like take a back seat or like even as women like oh I don't want to ruin my life by having children like some of those mentalities and I even remember for me I had a lot of fear around like my life being ruined or like my life being cut short through having children um so for you even what made you decide to be a stay-at-home mom um because you have for your kids the, their whole lives, so, right? So far. Yeah. So what yeah. made you decide um, to be a stay-at-home mom and not pursue like uh, a calling uh, or a career or something like that? Well, I think it was partially just being so young. I hadn't gone to school. I hadn't, um, I mean, I, I did graduate high school. <laughs> and, but, then, but then I had just gone to one year of Bible school and married Addison and we were even like when we were engaged and stuff and he would say like what do you want what do you want to do do you want to go to college like you know what what are you feeling like God has ahead of you and ever since I was young probably 16 I just remember my mom talking to me about what I was going to major in 
And I said, I just wish I could get married and have kids. And Mm. thankfully at the time, I didn't get pregnant because that wasn't altogether not possible. Um, But, and I remember her face, like, you are not marrying any of the guys you're dating. Like, <laughs> let's, let's, like, oh, watch out here. Like, we're a little yeah. hesitant on this end. Like, let's talk about college. But I yeah. did, I always wanted to be a mom. So when we were blessed with Asher so young, and it was before I had started down any kind of a career path, it just felt like the natural thing. Like, it, mm-hmm. I can't even remember it being a choice. It was yeah. more so like we're having a child, of course, I'm going to take care of the child. Mm-hmm. And, and even the logistical stuff, like how much daycare and everything costs, because I don't, I don't believe everyone has to choose that. I don't. Mm. I think for, I don't know, the grace of God is just so broad yeah. that there's so many different paths and there's so many different ways. And anytime that we turn something into a formula, like you're pregnant now, you're going to stay home with your children. When we turn something into a formula, it's, it doesn't come from a great place. Mm. So for me, it was just a natural thing to do was to stay home. And then, like I said, we got pregnant again so quickly that it just was what it was. That was what, um, what we were going to do with our youngest being four now. Uh-huh. So our kids are now um, four to 10 uh-huh. and we have uh, our youngest is a boy and our oldest is a boy and our two girls are in the middle. That's fine. So two, two boys and two girls. Um, it's a little bit more of like, of a choice. Like, hmm. Am I, am I going to be still like primarily mom? Yeah. And and of course, I'll always be mom, but what that looks like as far as time in a day goes. Yeah. And I still just don't feel, I feel the most um, at peace, I think is what I would say it is, where you just know you are where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Like at rest. Yeah. When I'm able to focus, focus in on the kids. Mm-hmm. And that's ebbs and flows, though. Yeah, totally. And different seasons. And um, even now, like as your kids have gotten older, and that looks a little different with them being in school and things. um, How have you found and like, you're married into a ministry family, right? So like, for those of you listening, if you don't know, she's the daughter in law of John and Lisa Bevere. So it's it's like a a ministry culture that you've been married into. Um, How have you even been able or learned how to keep your family. So like your marriage first and then kids, well, the Lord first, your marriage, kids, and then ministry. How have you learned to keep that in order? And then even as like you've talked about the seasons change, the ebb and flow and Mm -hmm. different times you do feel called to different things more clearly. Or I know even the first time that you came and spoke at our women's conference, that was a time where you felt the Lord was really like stepping you out and saying like, no, I'm asking you to even lay down your identity in motherhood and, and step out in these other ways of ministry. And so what has that looked like for you of keeping that like healthy order in your life while still being sensitive to the Lord and what he's asking you to do? Yeah, I think you have to throw out this idea of balance like 
balance is an illusion, just like control is an illusion. Mm. So as moms and as women, even as humans, we have to throw that out. It's a sensitivity, like you just said, like having the sensitivity to each of your children at each of their unique stages, having the sensitivity to your husband and just the the culture and the rhythms of your home. And then you as an individual, because if you're burnt out, just trying to do all the things for all the people, you're no good to your family because inevitably they bear the brunt of what that looks like when you're not taking care of yourself. So for us, it's just been, like you said, when I came out and was with you and the ladies in Canada, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that that weekend, that was exactly where I was supposed to be. Mm. And thankfully, like my husband was home with the kids and we also have um, some other help who were able to kind of fill in the gaps when he was at work or um, just different logistical things. But Mm -hmm. That's always first and foremost. Anytime if I get an invitation to come somewhere or share, I'm like, God, I'm not even going to pray about this until I know like you've provided a way for my kids to get everything that they need during that mm-hmm. that time. And right now, the season we're at, it looks like one or two days. Sometimes it's extended if Addison is with me and he's also ministering alongside me. And then we have like my mom come or my sister or different things, but that provision is always first. So it just goes hand in hand. And then I pray, I pray about it. So it's like levels and layers where it's like, okay, God, if this is something you have for me to do, like, you know, you know, I have four children, you know, Mm -hmm. their needs right now specifically. So I, I think continually allowing it to be something that you are revisiting over and over again. And as it needs to be adjusted, adjust it. So you have moms are just flexible by nature. And it's part of the beauty of motherhood is that we're able to develop that flexibility. Mm -hmm. Um, So develop it, don't despise it. Mm, That's really good. It's actually part of even why I chose the name resilient for this podcast and my platform is because like the definition of resilient is to be strong and firm, which is what people know. But then it's also actually... Uh, it's a flexibility, which is like the second definition is like to be able to be bend it or bent and like pliable and yet still mm. return to form. Um, and so I really, yeah, resonate with that description of motherhood. And I think of women in general, like we are built to be resilient, to be, uh, to move in those ebbs and flows and not just be this constant, like stand firm just in one thing forever. And like, even with you, like saying, um, that you knew that weekend that you, when you first came to speak at our women's conference, that you knew that was where you were supposed to be right then didn't mean that, okay, now I'm going to be an itinerant speaker. It was like a sensitivity to like, oh, this is what the Lord has for right now. And then I'm going to continually go back to him and ask him for the next thing. It's not just like a blanket. Yep. This is it forever. Or this is my new phase or my new season. It's, it's like really um, being sensitive to the Lord for what he has. I think that's so good. Um, well, and, and even in motherhood, it's like each of my children have been this stretch. So my capacity, Addison's capacity with family life and ministry life. And actually um, this last January, Addison actually released his first book. So yeah, I saw that. That was awesome. Yeah. So when he was um, writing that, it was 
a whole new stretch because he still had his normal like eight to five job on top of the four kids on top of this writing schedule. Yeah. And so in that, like our capacity would just stretch and stretch and stretch. And it's so purposeful because God uses that capacity. It's like our kids need less of us at different times. And, but then there's this room over here where it's like, okay, God, what do you, what are you wanting to do? And it feels like it has been this incredible training ground for even just for loving people, like messed up adults are children who were not parented well. So Mm. for God to teach you how to be a good parent is for all the humans you're going to interact with in your life. Mm. Because it'll give you this level of sensitivity that you develop in your own home. You develop with your own kids. It doesn't just disappear. Yeah. Like you'll still have that sensitivity. Sometimes it takes a little more like patience to, to have that level of sensitivity with adults because you expect more from them. But if you are given the empathy to see like, oh gosh, they were children who weren't given what they needed. Mm. Like it, and if God wants to fill in some of those gaps, with good parents who he's developed, who have leaned into the season, the real intense training season of parenting, he's going to be able to use you. I mean, and it's not like it's one after the other. It's all so simultaneous and connected where we want to make it linear. And like, it's just not, Yeah, like that's our world, but God is outside of time. He's outside (laughs) of all of our confinement. That's so true. So, And even kind of with that, what did you, because I know a lot of women ask this question, um, like when you talk about capacity, when did you come to the conclusion of like how many kids you would have or how did you determine that? Because I feel like there's even so many different perspectives on how many kids you should have or uh, what is right for each person or what did you guys do to determine like, okay, we're done having kids now or like this area of our capacity is breached. Yeah, we, um, so three was, like I said, we wanted to be done at two. We, it was mostly me (laughs) wanted to be done at two. Yeah. And three was our breaking point. Mm -hmm. I, I remember waking up even just a couple days after we had Elizabeth, our third and thinking like, oh gosh, what have we done? Like I'm, (laughs) I'm in over my head. Yeah. And what it did was it developed such a dependency, like a daily bread dependency on the Lord for the very basic necessities that I needed to be a good mom, to be a, a even an okay mom in those early stages when sleep deprivation is a very real thing. Yeah, right. It's all very real. <laughs> so I... Around that same time, though, is when a full surrender happened in my life. I was no longer trying to control um, a perception of myself um, to the world or just to myself. Mm-hmm. I was no longer, I couldn't, like I, I was at the breaking point. And that's what's beautiful about a breaking point Yeah, is that it's when you, you essentially like, open your hands wide and say, okay, God, like I thought I was surrendered to you before, but now the way that I need you, the way that I am reliant upon you is a total surrender. 
And that was what happened with a third. So after we had Elizabeth and kind of started to, to get our bearings um, and felt the, you know, it just always would start as a conversation with Addison and I like, Hey, this kid is too, uh, should we what have another yeah, yeah. Like, should we have another one or should we should we be done and again there was within Addison and I we felt like you know we we really could start giving more to um ministry we could start giving more to um just things outside of our home we have a heart for that we have a passion for that it wasn't mm-hmm. selfish. It wasn't this selfish ambition of just wanting to be done to be done. Yeah. Um, it was, it was good, but, and we felt, we felt like no other time before we would both feel like, okay, we're going to have another child. Like, let's just relinquish yeah. any sense of control. <laughs> yeah. And so by the fourth one, we really felt God trusting us. Like mm. you can have another one. Or you cannot, and this is true for us. I again, I'm not someone who wants to like make formulas out of things. Yeah, I do believe we come to a place of maturity with God, where He's like, "I'm going to bless you, and I mm-hmm. trust you, and I'll leave you." And then we, I would have t- countless conversations because, like you're saying, I was one of those women who was like, "I want to know when I'm done." And yeah, I think recognizing where that question is coming from. It's almost like you want to just put a bow on a season of having kids. You want to get rid of all of the maternity clothes. Yeah. You want to just move on. But yeah. it's like, this is so much bigger than that. That's a small way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And for us, though, to answer your question, when we found out we were pregnant with four, we had this incredible feeling of like abundance. Like mm-hmm. this is our family. And we just knew, we knew that this was, four was the number of natural children that we were going to have. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, anytime I even look at them, like we have a bar where they sit to have breakfast, abundance is mm-hmm. what always comes to my mind. Not control, not uh, yeah. any, anything I can, yeah, anything I can tie with a ribbon, like I am overwhelmed. I don't know how I got four children. And most of the time, I don't know how to take care of four children, but we were not meant to live small lives that we can control and that we can present to the world in this, uh, like, beautiful way. And it is beautiful. It has a beauty in it for sure, but it's not about us. It really is this level of, like, above and beyond all that we could ask, hope, or imagine. And that was what four was for us. And I'm like, oh, I, I'm beyond thankful. Like that word doesn't even feel like it um, encompasses the gratitude that God did not let me just stop it too. Yeah. I think of who I would be if that was the road that I traveled down and that was the place that I started making decisions from. Yeah. Like what can I control? What can I handle? It's so limiting. Like, mm. I want to be above and beyond all that I can control. I want to mm. live in that glory realm. And yeah. that's what I believe it is. I believe it's the realm where we, 
we are beyond ourselves. Yeah. As Christians, we're meant to live beyond ourselves. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think that's such like a good, even like bookend to some of this conversation, because I, I think that really encompasses motherhood is this surrender, this like, and, and even the way you phrased it, like, I want so much more than control, you know, like a lot of times we think control is empowering when in reality, it's so restricting and, yeah. um, you want more than just being in control or tying a bow on your life and saying, look, it's this pretty perfect thing. Um, and I think God has that for us too. There's so much more and he actually sees so much more than we do. So when we get caught up in, in that control, and I think motherhood really pulls that out of us or it reveals that it's there. Cause it's like mm-hmm. the area we have the most control. And so I feel like it exposes what was already there. And God's like, actually I have so much more for you than you even have for yourself or you even imagine for yourself. And so, yeah, that's so good. Do you have anything else you'd like to add or like um, share with anybody uh, as we just close here? I do think to the moms listening, like to you, Shelby, just Mm. knowing like you are doing a good job with the tools that you have. Like God Mm. is so aware of all of the details of all of the ins and outs. And it is just, boundlessly easy for us to convince ourselves we are failing day in and day out that we are failing as moms and it's just not true like Mm. we're doing a good job you're doing a good job believe that and be empowered in that and move forward in that you're not you don't have to play makeup you can just move forward in that awareness and yeah, I know for me, a, a goal right now is very much like I want to play more with my kids. Mm. I want them to look back on their life and and see a mom who played with them, mm-hmm. which is so, so hard because yeah, the games are boring. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> I I'm like, oh, that's a challenge right there. That's a good challenge. <laughs> valuable to them and it's so yeah I think that's so important like and that's something I actually heard uh somebody recently say they're like you only have 18 summers with your kids before they're out of your house and I was like whoa that's really crazy and like this is already like one of them and and just like you said earlier just looking at your kids and recognizing how fast it goes and I I recently a friend of mine had a baby he's a couple weeks old and I was holding him the other day and it was that same thought of like, Oh my goodness, my baby is not a baby. And like, just even the thought process for us of like having more kids is just like, wow, like things have gone so fast and they do go so fast. And what do I want to look back and remember this season of my life as? And like humming to that realization, even though the day in and the day out seems slow going like, I want my kids to look back and remember this, or I want to look back and remember it like this. And I want to really invest and not look back and say, Oh, I wish I would have done this while at the same time trying to have a lot of grace. Right. Cause there's those days where you're just like, wow, yeah, they're going to remember me being upset or me being frustrated or those things. And, and kind of trying to see with good vision, but at the same time, not beating yourself up and beating and and looking at yourself as like a failure, like you said, I think that's so, so much wisdom. So 
Thank you so much, Julie. We've appreciated this. This has been, yeah, just awesome getting a glimpse into your life and the wisdom that you carry. So we are blessed to have you with us. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Anytime. I loved it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for those listening. Um, I hope this blessed you today and encouraged you the way it encouraged me. So have a good rest of your day, guys. Thanks for hanging out today. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. I also want to let you know that I've written an ebook called Refreshing Your Prayer Life. This is a tool that I'd love for you to have access to. You can download this free ebook by following the link in the episode notes below. Let's chat again soon.